Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel. Inducement. Inducement. Everything's an inducement. But, oh, no, the players might be getting told they can make some money on NIL. We better get Tupperville in here. SI's Ross Gellinger. College football, in, in many people's minds, is, is like a better product than the NFL is because it's a worse product than the NFL because of the mayhem and the craziness and the poor plays and the wild things that happen. And SI's Pat Forty. If it was the Subaru's turn then Hannibal Lecter is at fault. If it was not the Subaru's turn, then Hannibal Lecter had a right to bite his nose off. Here's Pat, Russ, and Dan. Oh, welcome to the pod. Week four. I think we all saw this coming. Battle of undefeateds. Kansas Jayhawks, Duke Blue Devils. Yeah, baby. In Lawrence. Pat, what the hell is going on? <laughs> we got problems. <laughs> NCAA cheating at stake. This is a hell of a basketball game. Is the Champions (laughs) Classic already this weekend? Is this happening at the Barclays Center? No. No. It's at the reportedly football stadium they have in Lawrence, Kansas. (laughs) Yeah, where usually it's like 10 to 15,000 people at least reported. That's what's great. Kansas is one of those places where like they'll have – 8,000, 10,000 people there, and then they'll get ahead of Oklahoma like 10 to 7, and all of a sudden the students start showing up, you know, just straggling in there. Hey, oh, my God, we might actually upset somebody. We'll come. Uh, no, this is the Mark new world, man. It's a, it's a brave new world. Two coat, two schools who historically suck and are completely apathetic in football who are off to 3-0 and starts and made really good coaching hires. I, everybody, I think, recognized that Kansas and Lance Leipold was a great match. Uh, you know, this is a guy who his, his record when he was a D3 coach was ridiculous. I mean, it was like 91 and 9 or something absurd, and he won multiple national championships. So Buffalo gave him a chance to, to move up to D1, and he killed it there at a place where it's not easy to win. And then, yeah, I mean, look, if, if you're Kansas – don't get a gimmick guy. Don't get a retread guy. They've tried those things. Go get somebody who's proven he can win games. And Lance Leipold steps right in, solidly gets things started last year. They upset Texas. 
And now this year they're off 3-0, and and it's not just 3-0 and beating Gardner-Webb. It's 3-0 and beating West Virginia on the road and then beating a Houston team that started the year in the top 25. So that's awesome. And then Duke goes and gets Mike Elko, uh, defensive coordinator at Texas A&M. He immediately makes their defense better. They shut out Temple. Uh, uh, they beat Northwestern on the road. So lo and behold... Here we go. No Shashevsky, no self, but it's kind of fun and interesting. Never thought I'd see it. <laughs> uh, game day should have gone. I know. I, 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 was, I was so disappointed in that. I I was uh I, I was like actually angry when I saw the game day <laughs> announcement. I mean, why? Uh, you know, I get Tennessee, Florida, but you know, Florida's got a loss, and Tennessee hosts Alabama in like three weeks, so you could see. There's an opportunity to go back there, you know, if Tennessee's like undefeated or even with one loss or something, because you know Alabama will probably be undefeated. Like there's opportunities to go there. Man, how do you pass up 3-0 Duke and 3-0 Kansas? We we saw this past week when game day goes to a place that's kind of like, you know, an unusual place. It doesn't go to very often. Like it creates a great environment and really cool. And everybody gets jazzed up about it at App State. Uh, they they, they should have gone to Lawrence, man. I, I was... Uh, I was I was angry about that. It's it's uh that stinks. Look, this whole we we discussed this this whole game day thing, and I, I mean game day kind of is like this fun event that shows up, and and people watch no no doubt people watch it, but it's not like this show's got like ten million viewers or something. I mean it's like the influences people tune in at the end, watch the hat you know who yeah. they're picking and stuff. It's a great event. We love it. Yeah, and we said look, Fox is straight up. They're doing whatever they're broadcasting, so there's no if you call this journalistic integrity on where to pick a show, <laughs> I'm not really sure it's uh, journalistic integrity, but game day's got a chance to maintain that. But then when they immediately jump and say, I mean, this is a good game. This is an interesting game. Yeah. yeah. He said Florida's two and one and looked horrible last week. And uh, you know, yeah, Tennessee's three and Oh, but is there, and, and you know, they're ranked what 11th, I think. Uh, they beat Pitt, but they, although they got Akron, they, Akron and Ball. I mean, it's not like it's, I don't know. You could go, let's put it this way. If, Tennessee can very, very easily be 5-0 and when the, when the Crimson Tide show up on October 15th. Yeah. yeah and you can go to that game. They got Florida, they got LSU. That, I, I mean, they can they can do that. Yeah. Even if they've got yeah. one loss. I mean, that's an opportunity for them to go back. That game's still right. relevant. Uh, you know, when, I when think is Penn State and Michigan's that day too, and that ah, could be a pop. Uh, that's true. Five line, yeah. but I don't know. I right. just it haven't been to Knoxville in a while, but yeah, just, this but is just I, such a great little story of like what the hell we're you're doing not going to get it again. It probably is. you're not going to get this no, story right. again. You're going to get Tennessee again. You should anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. You can look down the schedule and find multiple opportunities to see Tennessee. Uh, yeah, I was disappointed in it. I thought this might be one of the first times where it was kind of a just an SEC-friendly decision from game day. But that's the thing I did. Shockingly, I said that on Twitter, and shockingly, the Tennessee fans were quite uh, displeased with me. <laughs> Vol Twitter. You got the Vol You're Twitter, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're an idiot. Nobody's going to watch <laughs> that other game. You look at the attendance for their game versus our game. Well, look, this is a I story. This is the, Game day doesn't show the game. game. As a matter of fact, this game's on CBS. It's not on ESPN. Tennessee and Florida. So this is not about broadcasting a game. It's all about broadcasting a preview show and going where the story is. And the yeah. story is Duke and Kansas both being 3-0. and It's interesting. And yeah, I mean, if they 
if this is all about where's the big number going to be, they wouldn't have gone to Troy and App last week. So, you know, I, I just I think this was a missed opportunity to do one of the things that game day does well, which is shine a light on a different place and get people yep. excited about all corners of college football. Yep. Uh, the Chiefs are on the road this weekend or else could have had like, you know, Mahomes or yeah, right. Kelsey or somebody. Mm-hmm. Picker. I don't know. It's too much with that show. Anyway. Tread lightly on the pro all SEC, you know, this is a, I'm sure there's a lot that goes into these decisions or maybe well, not. No, there, there is. And you know, there, but this is one where you look at it and wondered, was that a factor? Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. that's fair to at least ask. Anyway, I think it's cool that some teams that are having their moments, people in Kansas are excited for a football game. People at Duke are excited for a football game. It's great. We need a lot more of the promotion of the muddled middle yeah. uh, in this sport and not just everything be, you know, Georgia, 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 yeah. Bama, Bama, Bama. Um, we know they're good. Well, that's we know that, that's a, the best. Uh, while we love college football, I think a lot of college football in in many people's minds is is like a better product than the NFL is because it's a worse product in the NFL because of the mayhem and the craziness and the poor plays right. and the wild things that happen in these weird storylines of two basketball schools meeting undefeated. Like it's, it's all part of like the fabric I feel like of college football, you know? And, and yeah, it, it was uh, definitely disappointing, but um, well, maybe we should blame it, Pete. Should we just ba- blame Pete for this? Let's just blame Pete. Everything's Pete's fault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything's Pete's big fault. brand Pete only wants to go to the big stadiums. That's right. Yeah, he's popular. It's TV Pete's sure. fault. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is funny, all the different little things, because my kids are trying to learn college sports. It's it's super complicated. Because yeah. it's like, <laughs> you're trying to they can look at it and see how stupid yeah. it all is. They get the NFL, right? Yeah. Like, oh, the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. He's awesome. They mostly win. Yeah. Right. But then you have to sit there and be like, yeah, this Kansas. Why are you watching Kansas? It's not it doesn't have the little number in the side. Well, it's kind of interesting. They usually <laughs> suck, but now they're good. Well, they're not even ranked. So how good are they? Well, they're not that good, but <laughs> you got, they're probably only going to go in like six games. But that, you got to understand that's, you know, and it's forget, just, forget, I don't know. but I thought they games. were good. Hey. They won the national title. Well, that was basketball. They're really good at that. And I don't know. You're just going to have to pay a lot of attention for a long time. <laughs> I have no explanation. Yeah, explaining college sports is not an easy thing. I think I told you guys the story of a friend of mine who was sitting next to the Croatian guy on a flight to a game, like another sports writer, a friend of mine. And the Croatian man was like trying to like learn how to what, you know, what this person next to him, the sports writer does for a living. And he's like, I cover college sports. And uh, the sports writer is trying to explain to him what college sports is and the Croatian man is like what are you talking about like what what is this thing (laughs) schools have teams and they play each other and there's money involved what (laughs) a lot of money involved (laughs) um it's like someone talking about cricket (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah. like it's like you know you're like yeah so i get it like this seems like a big deal right like the, some of the biggest countries in the world are really into the. Well, the games take like four days. <laughs> it's like, yeah. like, what is going on uh, with cricket? Was it uh, Pakistan? I met a guy, a sports writer at an Olympics. I think it was Pakistan. It never won an Olympic medal. Oh, does yeah. Does that sound right, Pat? Yes. Yes, it does. 
Okay, so I met the sports writer. I was on a bus. He he was there to cover the Olympics for Pakistan, a country that's it's like it's like the fourth or fifth biggest country in the world, but has never won anything. Yeah, literally never won a medal or hadn't at that point. And he said, I, I'm like, so what are you writing about? And he's like, well, he, so we, there's two parts. Here. He goes, one, all we care about is cricket. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and maybe a little soccer, uh, football, but it's mainly just cricket. Nobody cares about this thing. So he goes, I'm covering to the only athlete anybody cares about in Pakistan was Usain Bolt. <laughs> so we were, he was going, he goes, <laughs> it, was, it was a great point. He was a really nice guy. He's like, it just, it's like, we agreed. It's just universal, right? Yeah. Like hundred yard dash. Yeah. yeah. Fast. Like, I'll race you to that Speed. tree. Yeah. I'll race you to that rock. <laughs> this is caveman stuff, right? Like this is, <laughs> this is Usain Bolt is massive in Pakistan. <laughs> but anyway, it's a total side tangent. So aren't the Kansas Jayhawks. <laughs> Maybe Kansas will become big in Pakistan if they win this game. Or do I don't they Either might. One. They got the chance. Um obviously that Tennessee Florida game is a good one, uh, particularly for, for Tennessee, which can like yeah, we said, I think can Tennessee's really set good. Up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do. I don't think Florida is good. Mm. Uh, our Anthony Richardson for Heisman campaign has gone out the window. Yeah, right? yeah, that that's been yeah. derailed just a bit. That might have been a little bit of an overreaction, but hey. Yeah, it's a good game. It's a good game. But Tennessee sets itself up. If they can get by Florida, then they get the game at LSU. That'll be a big game. Yeah. They get a week off. Then they get else. Then, yeah, they get Bama. They could get 5-0 and and Bama coming in. And then even if that, they get they get Kentucky. And then they have Georgia later. They set themselves up for some big games. Yeah. Or I've, this can all go sideways in a hurry. I've been saying since pre since August that Tennessee's going to be seven and one and highly ranked when the first playoff rankings come out, and then they're going to go play Georgia, and we'll see where they let where they stand. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking everyone's going to lose. <laughs> um, all right, here's a topic I wanted to get to. Terrific story, and we're going to pick all the games later in the week and race for the case. We'll talk more about Week Four uh, later in the show, so we're not totally off the rail. Uh, and we'll have race for the case. We'll pick. We're not afraid to pick KU Duke. That's right. We're too lazy to go to Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, that's asking a lot. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, this you get what you pay for, and this show is free. <laughs> if somebody wants to pay our way to do a live pod at say yeah, Lawrence or something, go. yeah, you we'll know, do that. Pony. Where up. the hell are our sponsors? Commercial free, probably. <laughs> I don't know. All right. This was a great story by Sam Khan of the Athletic. And it it he did ran got all the public records and interviewed a number of the people on the official visit last June of one Arch Manning, the Bell of the Ball 2023 recruiting. I think there were seven players total on the recruiting visit to Texas. And obviously nobody does anything bigger than Texas. The Texas athletic budget is massive. And this recruiting visit was phenomenal. And uh, highly caloric, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to know what happens on a recruiting visit, they basically just keep feeding you food and your parents' booze and maybe the kids' booze. (laughs) And uh, that seems to be all. (laughs) I don't really know what Texas had other than that. (laughs) Um, So they, they show up at the beginning. They go to the Four Seasons. Uh, You're allowed to bring four people with you. Like your parents and some kids. Now, the dad of a top recruit, this is a good life. This is a good life. 
so they arrive. They spend like twenty something grand on uh, on flights. They spent forty six thousand seven hundred basically on thirty four rooms at the uh, at the hotel. Yeah, JW, right? I think it was the Four Seasons. Oh, maybe so. Just, yeah, they had the social at, at the, the JW. JW. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They walk in. There is a huge lunch spread, chicken tenders, pizza and greens, a soft pretzel bar, a quesadilla station. Uh-huh. Customized six-inch round cakes with burnt orange and white icing, a longhorn on top, and Texas around the side, personalized cookie cakes, the players' favorite candies and snacks, four-star quarterback Malik Muhammad, two types of Jack Blinks beef jerky, <laughs> Skittles, Twix, and Trolley gummy worms. Okay. So then they're at the hotel. The lunch buffet alone was 17300 and another 1800 on uh, custom cakes. The Longhorns had spent 65000 before the recruit stepped foot on campus. <laughs> so then they go to the, they go over to the stadium for the, the obligatory photo shoots. Oh, yeah. Yep. Everybody's got to get on the gram and show the pictures mm-hmm. of them in the get in on the, the gram. In mm-hmm. the uniform. Put on the uniform. Six different photo stations, so things move. All that. Okay, whatever. It's fun. My favorite part is that the the stadium sound system can echo a little. And they want to play upbeat music. So Texas spent $3,359.12 to rent speakers <laughs> on the fields to keep the quote-unquote acoustics pleasant. <laughs> you can't say bucks. they didn't think of everything. You they know? thought of everything. Like, yeah. At one point, does someone go, like, this is real money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no. And hey, it's their money. I am not bashing this. I'm just saying, holy what the yeah yeah okay following the presentation they go to a dinner buffet at the eighth floor of uh daryl k royal stadium there's over a hundred people there because they got the staff all that ice sculpture cocktails beer 30 grand right there uh there's a rooftop bar uh oh they go back to i think the jw they're at a rooftop bar I mean, they've done nothing but take photos and get trashed all day. This is it. <laughs> Cruton. Giant pool with an outline of Texas at the bottom. It's not that Texas-shaped pool they have at Houston, which I actually swam in. <laughs> someone's going to make a tex- a pool the shape of Texas, you kind of got to go. You got to go. You got to go. Gotta go. You got to do yep. the whole thing, like you're floating down the Rio Grande. It's pretty good. Parents and coaches fraternized over a seemingly endless supply of spirits. You name it, they drank it. More than 40 glasses of Tito's, some Casamingos Blanco tequila, a variety of whiskeys, margaritas, and other mixed drinks, and someone (laughs) even ordered a $70 glass of Johnny Walker Blue. (laughs) Cooper Cooper Manning. Manning. (laughs) (laughs) I thought of Cooper as well. Old Coop. If you're cool, the the mistake here is why did they only order one? (laughs) If I'm Cooper Manning, I am ordering only Johnny Walker Blue everywhere I go. (laughs) Or it's like maybe it's like the three star that somehow got slunk into this trip, you know, and his dad's just out of control. See, that's yeah. If I'm if I'm like that, yeah, the tight end that's Arch Manning's buddy, and you're the that guy's dad that got the got the offer. Oh yeah, I would be I would be ordering the Johnny Walker Mm -hmm. Blue. The final receipt length rivaled that of your yours from your local CVS. Yep. It's a good good line. Six thousand bucks worth of booze, 
756 on our diverbs, a smattering of beer and wine, 20% service charge, $2,400 rental fee. The pool bar tab came out to 11880 <laughs> We're well over 100 Gs in a day when they showed up. <laughs> okay. Day two. <laughs> they did nothing. Yeah. This was my favorite part. Nine. Okay. Ba- uh, day two. Back at the stadium for breakfast at the UT Club. Buffet, omelet station, liquor and wine. You got to drink off oh, that yeah. hangover, Dad. Well, this isn't Bloody Mary, baby. Another 10,226. Okay. Then from this. So they have from nine to 12, they have the breakfast buffet and campus and facility tour. Meetings with position coaches, academic meetings, and a rundown of nutrition and strength and conditioning programs. So they did more than so eat there and drink. A, yeah, they yeah, finally put, worked in something of actual, you know, like what would you... In a small window. Yeah. Yeah, in a, like, yeah. We've done a whole day of drinking. <laughs> We're now going to eat, drink some... I mean, you're loaded at the academic meeting. <laughs> oh, by the way, we have the Macomb School of Business here also. Yeah. Yeah, we're actually a really good school, too. Yeah, yeah it's UT, right? Mm-hmm. It's, I, what is this academic meeting? It was like 15 <laughs> minutes, right? <laughs> Afternoon, recruits went to Top Golf. Texas has figured out that by the middle of the second day of an official visit, the whirlwind experience catches up the families who may just need a nap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. Especially if you were having Bloody Marys at breakfast. Yeah, mom and dad are back sleeping it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, another almost ten grand for seventy-five people at uh, at Top Golf. There was uh, fajitas, guacamole, and queso, rice, black beans, dessert, beer, and liquor, of course. All right, off to dinner. This is the big one. Uh, they go to uh, Three Forks. It's a big steakhouse down there. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yep. Forty-six seven-ounce lobsters. First off, a seven-ounce lobster is not a good lobster. <laughs> that is a Texas idea of what a lobster <laughs> okay. should be. Here we go. little New uh, England snobbery coming from what's yeah. that's just, That's like that. No, that's like them taking a, uh, you know, a ribeye and saying, I want it well. <laughs> Your lobster okay. should be pound and a quarter, pound and a half. A seven-ounce lobster is a show lobster. Okay. It's not. You do not. That's terrible. That's bad. All right. Don't we're, sign we're the longhorns. They're not to serve lobster. <laughs> I just found the flaw in the plan. <laughs> if there's <laughs> 46 seven ounce lobsters, uh, yeah, that's. Well, wait, no, no, hold on. Seven ounces, what? It's a half pound. A little pound. less okay. than that. A little less than a half. So those are. Is that right? A half. I mean, 16 ounces is a pound. Yeah, so that'd be a tiny lot. I don't, I don't under. I think this might be a misprint. All right, I take it back. <laughs> How do you have a little lobster? I thought they made a big lobster. I was thinking it was a seven pound. All right. Anyway, they had some lobster. Tail? Just the tail. Right? Maybe, maybe it's just the tail. Yeah. yeah. Okay, maybe it's yeah, the it's tail. Just tail. All right, I take it back. <laughs> if we got any lobster, lobster fishermen who listen lo- to the yeah. pod. I don't know what this <laughs> is. A seven know. ounce lobster is a very small lobster that would be illegally caught. Illegally caught lobsters. Oh, Google tells me that, that yeah, seven ounce lobster, main lobster tail it's fairly okay, fairly yeah, normal. Yeah. It's just the tail. Yeah. That's a good that's a good size. Yeah. All right. So all right. I misread it and but something's it's just <laughs> athletic. Get your lobster editor right on there. <laughs> all right. 34 bone-in ribeyes, 26 eight-ounce fillets, 17 New York strips, a sea bass, 
a chicken fried lobster. Ooh. That actually sounds delicious. Wow. Lobster mac and cheese. The list went on. Mm. Uh, Chris Pilot, that of one recruit, ordered the tomahawk ribeye, which rang up at 135. Go big or go home. Get the tomahawk. I've never had a tomahawk before, so why not? He said, you'd go, Chris Pilot. <laughs> 36900 for this dinner. So yeah. then the recruits went out uh, with the players. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. yo. Yeah, who knows what happened there? Six Street. Is, is this, oh, that's not, in the, that, that's not in the uh, Freedom of Information? No, no, no. That, I mean, that could be... <laughs> Shocking. Yeah, that could be Six Street. Shocking. That could be the Rick Pitino Club. <laughs> we don't know. I'm shocked there were hookers in the athletic dorm. <laughs> tread, tread lightly here now. Come on. I'm sorry. <laughs> what am I treading lightly about? Not pros. Entertainers. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to accuse Texas of lining up hookers just because Louisville did. No, no, no. This is Louisville's not any good. Yeah, see? While recruits went out again. Anyway, uh, they, they rented a boat to roll them down the river there on Lady Bird Lake. Yeah. And watch the bats run out of, fly out of this, uh, This I guess. Oh, yeah, the big now. bat thing. I mean, it's, it's, it is really kind of funny that, like, you know, this is all just indulgence extravagance you know, spend, spend, spend. But then it's like, oh, we're going to watch the bats too, you know, <laughs> which is cool. I've, I have sat there and watched the bats fly out at twilight. It's, it is very cool. Yeah. But, you know, a little nature. There's a depth, yeah. depth to this trip. There you go. Uh, 2,300 for the, uh, the cruise. There was also, uh, enjoyed the Austin skyline. Uh, I'm really sure it's, <laughs> it's not bad. Uh, better than right. most college town skylines since I'll, I'll give it that college okay, i'll give it that but i mean we're not a, oh my <laughs> Austin skyline. it's not biscayne bay in miami i, I, oh, I yeah there you yeah. go all right uh amy's ice cream mexican vanilla dark chocolate oreo non-fat non-dairy that's nice mm. toppings include uh sprinkles pecans uh hot fudge fresh cut strawberry very nice Anyway, the next day they they go over to uh, Sark's house for yeah, another meeting. It's nice of Sark food. to make an appearance here. Yeah, <laughs> he he had a huge fifty four hundred square foot house. He's buying a new one, of course. Mm. Once he got Arch, he was like, "I'm good <laughs> yeah. for a few more years." Final tab, nearly three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Oh no, that was the next week. Uh, this was two seventy. Next week. They had more visitors, three hundred and fifty grand, basically the same thing. Two weekends of recruiting, six hundred and thirty thousand uh, dollars. They had eleven visitors who weren't already committed to Texas. Uh, nine joined the class. Oh, that weekend. Let's see. Of the twenty-three across both weekends, sixteen are now committed to the Longhorns. Although you know, there's a bunch of guys that just said, "Hell no, I'll, I'll drink your food, <laughs> eat, and then yeah, I'm good." Uh, which I think is kind of fun. And obviously, Texas is killing it in recruiting. So a uh, couple questions here. Pat, is this how it went for swimming <laughs> recruiting visits? <laughs> you, you, Brooke Forty was the number one recruit in the country or something damn close, yeah. wasn't she? Yeah, she was. Uh, and Did she, you get a visited, tomahawk and a... She visited uh, Texas. Uh, oh. but she, yeah, she did not get that treatment. Not that I did recall. Did you even go on the trip? No, no, I didn't. Well, it's funny. As a matter of fact... I went on the trip to cover Notre Dame, Texas, which was the game she attended on her official visit. So I was covering the game. I didn't do any of the other stuff that they did. 
but I did get to see her down on the field, uh, and she had a great time. She did not get, you know, thousands of dollars worth of lavish spending on her that I know of, but she really liked her visit to Texas. So I can say that. They didn't put on any, the dog any quite reported like escorts in the dorm? <laughs> not to my knowledge. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Check. So you didn't have any Johnny Walker Blue. That's a shame. <laughs> I did on not. Texas's nope. Cab. Nope. I. I stayed out of it completely. So again, I was I was in the press box. I was on the field. I waved to her on the field. That's about as much as she wanted to do with me there. <laughs> All right. Well, your mistake raising swimmers. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So I'm reading this thinking exactly that. I mean, Brooke was Arch Manning, kinda. Not you know, she wasn't like a generational number one recruit, but she you know she was a fairly important deal, and we didn't get any of the Arch Manning treatment. I'm afraid. So let's say you're a five-star recruit from Texas and you're going to Oklahoma or Texas or wherever, right? And you're committed. I mean, you're going to be a Sooner, 100%. Mm-hmm. But Texas is always going to keep pushing, right? Do you go, do you say no thank you, or do you sit there with one last visit and say, hey, Dad, let's go. I want you to get absolutely trashed on Johnny Walker Blue <laughs> and eat tomahawk steaks all weekend. <laughs> and then just we're going to walk into Sark's little home office and be like, ah, boomer. <laughs> out of here is that a jerk move or the proper move uh both <laughs> it's both isn't it i mean it is a jerk yeah. move but but if somebody wants to take you and just put on the dog for you like that <laughs> i wouldn't turn it down and it happens i mean i think it happens quite a bit where you know kids use that fifth fourth or fifth official visits knowing where they're going to go but you know Mom, dad, kid, uncle, aunt, they want they want some free booze and free food and everybody likes to be courted. So Yeah. Yeah. I figure it, that's gotta be like a uh like something like Miami's gotta work out for. Yeah. Yeah. Right. How many people are just coming for the visit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, it's you know, signing day is February seventh. It's it's January thirteenth. It's like <laughs> this kid's a good wide receiver out of Chicago. He's like, hey, what the hell? Let's go to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> let's go spend a weekend down there sure i'm gonna go play at uh, notre dame but what the hell <laughs> it's freezing i don't need to go visit notre dame again right. yeah uh, additionally uh a small small bit of uh soapbox this is inducements don't tell me about paying oh, the players oh. with nil inducements what Duh. the hell is this no, doubt. I'm not saying it's wrong. Texas should spend every dollar it wants. But you basically did like a 20 minute academic meeting, took some photos and got everyone hammered the rest of the time. <laughs> yeah. Guardrails and spent, spent, spent. Yeah. Yeah. Guardrails. These <laughs> other schools cannot afford to match this. What are the guardrails? This is where the NCAA tried to do once. That was why you couldn't have like cream cheese on the bagel. Remember like stuff <laughs> yeah. like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't have two yep. types of Jack Link's beef jerky, uh-huh. only one, right? <laughs> or you just say, "Hey, screw it, man! If Texas wants to do this, do it." Yep. But this is an inducement. Everything in college athletics is an inducement. Yeah. The, the tomahawk, the the Johnny Walker blue, the uniform. You go, you go to uh, these games. They all have the baton twirling team. You notice all the baton twirlers are like <laughs> these incredibly fit young women in very revealing outfits. Like, are we to believe that across the SEC there's big fans of baton twirling? 
That that's why they're there? No, it's an inducement. I, I didn't know there were that many baton twirlers still in America until I went to an that's Alabama right. game. Where, where Alabama's got from? all of them. Alabama does. They got yeah, like we're going to get flooded with emails baton from, from baton twirling Alabama parents. We, we, yes. I am, I I'm am there to watch the skill of the baton twirlers. Yeah. I, don't I am know, defending but I think, the legitimacy of the baton twirlers. I am do you not have to wear they, that outfit to, to to be a baton twirler? They 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 make there's like an assembly line in like Birmingham that just churns out like fifteen. At Dan Wetzel, the guy, that's where to direct not, your your response right. to this inducement, inducement. <laughs> Everything's an inducement. But oh no. The players might be getting told they can make some money on NIL. We better get Tupperville in here. (laughs) 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 But hey, Texas, go spend 600 grand on recruiting for a couple weekends. That's fine. This story does. Not an inducement. uh, This story does uh, uh, remind me of just uh, like reporting in the past on recruiting budgets. And, you know, every time a new coach seems to take over a program, you know, the, like the first thing that changes is the recruiting budget. It's like, the, well, we've been, and you always hear ADs and coaches say, we've increased the, the recruiting budget. We, you know, we, we've doubled oh, yeah. our recruiting budget. And it's like, this is what it's for. This is what it's for. It, it's to, <laughs> yeah. it's to offset what, what others are doing or try to compete with others with these extravagant spreads and such. Um, I know that that's what happened with Kirk. When, when I remember when Kirby took over, that was a big thing. Like, oh, we've, Doubled oh, our recruiting God. budget. Yeah. I think I think Kirby and them's recruiting budget is actually the biggest it's in the nation. Or was biggest like last in the country. Year. Yeah. yeah, it was like I don't know three to four or five million. It was something absurd because usually recruiting budgets, you know, not not they're not they're one of the smallest lines. I feel like in the in a in an athletic budget, but uh, yeah, this is this is what they're for right here: the booze and the food. Yeah, not, yeah not only putting on the dog, but also then hiring all the recruiting assistants now. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, this is a massive operation. Yeah. yeah, this is a huge thing, and and again, go for it. And like, yeah, Georgia had the biggest recruiting budget, and like three quarters of their team is in the state from the state of Georgia. Oh. It's not like they had to fly <laughs> right. all over the country right. on private jets to yeah. watch these guys. Yeah, no, that's one of the things. You know, that is truly one of the funny things about this is you hear this phrase more and more. Can you can you recruit a national championship without getting on a plane? And there's like four right. or five schools where you could do that. And Texas is certainly one of them, theoretically, at least. But we're spending more money than ever on recruiting. Right. And this is it. So you know that this story came out and was on Nick Saban's desk. Oh, it was Jimbo on the Fish's desk. De- every in school in seconds. the SEC and every school in the Big 12 and right. probably I'm all of them in the Big I'm guessing a printout. Yeah. Maybe they have. Maybe they're reading stuff, on, but I'm guessing it was a printout. Mm-hmm. And they were like, wait a minute. Five types of Skittles. <laughs> we need we got four six over here. for ours. Yep. Yeah, we're going to have to go six. But it's all an inducement. Why? How many of these guys, these players, would, if you had said, hey, we'll just divvy up this money instead of just giving you a party weekend? Right. Yeah. We'll take our 600 grand or whatever here. Right. And, Come yeah. on. But according to this, there was maybe one academic meeting. Uh, there was didn't seem to be a campus tour. <laughs> it wasn't like a discussion. <laughs> I didn't see a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> that was certainly not the focus of the story. Did not seem Probably to be. Maybe it was there. The visit. Yeah. Anyway, when they're telling you they need guardrails and a level playing field, you show them this story and say, yeah, let's see UT San Antonio match that. <laughs> 
Good Lord. Uh, we'll, we'll do some investigative story. work, too, on whether Cooper Manning did order the Johnny Walker Blue. Who ordered the Johnny Walker Blue? That is the question. <laughs> it's a bold order. You got to feel confident in your 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 offer, I think, at that point. Absolutely. You think? Yeah. yeah. Well, if you got yeah. the number one quarterback as your son, you, you can feel pretty confident. <laughs> Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. All right. Unfortunate but not surprising news. Uh, Brett McMurphy over at the Action Network uh, reported that Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, the uh, series, the Bedlam series, is over when the Sooners join the SEC. So we're going to get Texas and Texas A&M back, which never should have gone away when Texas and OU joined the SEC. But we are now losing Bedlam. Uh, which I think is uh, massively disappointing uh, because it is a great event, a heated, heated rivalry. It's a great showcase for the state of Oklahoma. And I don't know. I hope they can continue it. I hope they continue it somehow in football. But if nothing else, I hope they somehow at least play once a year in basketball, wrestling and some of the other sports, you know, softball. I mean, it's a really good rivalry in other sports. So, I don't know. It's a tough casualty, right? Yeah, it is. And it's uh, it's part of we, we just talked about, like the fabric of college football, why we love it, why, why it's why it has, uh, you know, kind of an up on the NFL uh, with people in college football. And I think this is one of the reasons is um, because of these longstanding kind of geographic, cultural, whatever you want to call it, rivalries in We've gotten away from that, you know, a little bit uh, because of money. I mean, let's just be honest, right? It's it's uh, we've gotten away from it because of money, and um, money's driving obviously the realignment, and and that's driving the split in the end of these series. Like you said, I don't. This was not a surprise at all. I think both ads and even the coaches from each team have kind of like suggested like this is going to probably come to an end and it is it's it's sad and uh it's unfortunate and i just i think back to the west virginia pit game it kicked off the year and i was there and it was awesome and it was incredible and it, it's it's things like this that make college football great you know i was at bedlam for the first time thank goodness i went uh last year because might not <laughs> see very very many of them uh more but uh but I went last year. It was my first experience there. It was at Oklahoma State. It, it was just amazing. The, the environment was electric. It was it was an awesome game, um, and, and just an awesome atmosphere. And it's too bad that uh, you know that TV money and, and realignment have have taken us away from from these. This is one of those things that, again, it's just like. The schools and the conferences have been empowered so much that they just, it's one more thing they can take away from the fans without any repercussion, you know? 
It's like, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll kick off at 11 because TV tells us to because of money. We'll change our geographic location in terms of common sense because money, and you'll like it, and you'll deal with it, and you'll make justifications why it's a good thing to do, even though it doesn't really help you personally at all. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll have USC fans sit there and try to say that it's a good thing that we're not going to play in the Bay Area, but we are going to play in State College, Pennsylvania. Uh, you know, <laughs> the sport is so powerful that you get fans to go along with anything, even if they don't really like it, but they just go along. And so, hey, you got a, a, a an audience full of suckers, basically. So you just keep sucking them, right? I mean, you just keep taking them. It, it, this is what, this is another example of that. And the amazing thing about Bedlam to me, it's not a competitive series. Oklahoma dominates that series. Yeah. You know, thank goodness Oklahoma State won last year to at least change the narrative a little bit. But even though it's not been a competitive series, people care deeply, you know? I mean, it's, it is talked about and hotly contested and, yeah, this isn't a surprise. I mean, Gundy, I was at Big 12 Media Days. Gundy said it's going to happen then. Yeah, so yeah. It, this didn't, like, some shocking It's better thing. in basketball. I, yeah. And I hope they at least play once a year in basketball. I hope they play twice, home and home, but at least they could switch it each year or at worst play in Oklahoma yeah, City. Yeah, and that's... But both, that would suck because, I mean, it's the only time I, I, Iva Arena gets going anymore. Well, and both schools but, are good at a lot of sports. So, yeah. Yeah. Hope they wrestle against each other, play golf against each other, play baseball against each other. They're good at all those sports. So, Fans are sold garbage. Yeah. And told to take it. Yes. Like 11, you know, bad, t- bad times, hot yeah. days, horrible opponents. Michigan is now uh, got its most exciting game this weekend. It's getting uh, this season uh, when Maryland comes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They I fed- mean, they had to sit through three craptastic total mismatch games mm-hmm. that Jim Harbaugh treated like the preseason. <laughs> and 100,000 showed up every time anyway. That's it. So what's, what's the incentive for him to not do that? It's amazing what getting drunk outdoors would do. <laughs> It it is getting drunk outdoors. It's the tailgate atmosphere. I swear to God, it's hearing the fight song and seeing them run on the field. And everybody's like, "Oh, yeah. this is great. We're back." Oh, the game sucks. Can we leave at halftime? You know, but uh, yeah, it's horrible. It's hot. Yeah. It's not good. Uh, Oklahoma does have home and homes in the future with Michigan, twenty five and twenty six. Nebraska again, uh, and then Clemson, thirty five, thirty six. Mark your calendars. Uh, Oklahoma State has home and homes with Arizona State, Arkansas, Oregon, Alabama, Nebraska, and Colorado. Uh, they're playing Colorado in 2037. There's another exciting one to make sure you. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> 2037. Hope I'm still alive. Um, I'll hope, go to it. Hope we're alive. Hope yeah. everyone's alive. Uh, some of you won't be. Just keep listening. <laughs> keep subscribing anyway. Yeah. All right. Speaking of a heated a rivalry that may be getting heated. October 8th, showdown in Amherst, Massachusetts, oh, when Liberty, Liberty is visiting UMass. And UMass, uh, apparently full of bluster after their victory last week, a victory. Did they win? Who did they <laughs> Doesn't happen every day. Uh, I don't know, but they beat somebody. They, they're not winless. I got a bunch of people taunting me on Twitter, noting that they won something. I don't, <laughs> let me look. They're one and two. I believe they beat Stony Brook. 
Okay, there you go. Yeah. Well, if you can beat the Seawolves, who can't you beat? Yeah, they lost. They beat Stony Brook. Is Stony Brook Division One? I? I don't know. They're they're FCS. So. Okay, <laughs> take what you can get. Yeah. Anyway, UMass has deemed the October eighth game in Amherst Pride Day. Pride Day. If you come at certain ticket deal, you can get a UMass Pride Day trucker hat, which actually looks pretty sweet. Yeah. So uh, you know Liberty. The Liberty Way, they have a, a code of conduct at Liberty called the Liberty Way, and it bans all, all homosexual activity. Any, any sexual relations outside biblically ordained marriage between a natural-born man and a natural-born woman. Good luck with that on a college campus. But <laughs> any statements or behaviors that are associated with the LBGT lifestyle are prohibited as well. No hand-holding. Keep your pronouns. <laughs> you can imagine. You where can't this even goes. make a statement. The Liberty Way is quite a document if you want to read it. You can't watch any movie that's rated more than R. Again, good luck enforcing that one. Uh, there's a lot in there, but that's the Liberty Way. That's how Liberty wants to do it. It's an evangelical Christian school. One of the great parts of college athletics to me is places like UMass, which tries and proudly builds itself as like the best place for LBGT students is playing a school like Liberty, which proudly tries to be the worst place, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's a football game and maybe find some common ground. I don't know. Whatever. It's the beauty of college sports. Like everybody's in the boat. Everyone in the pool. Yep. We're all here. Let's play. But UMass is calling it Pride Day. Can't be a coincidence. <laughs> so, uh, Pat, excellent trolling or unnecessarily mean? No, excellent trolling. Uh, UMass has won three <laughs> games in the last four years. This is their biggest win in a while. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think this is, this is a great little statement. Like, yeah, we'll play you in football, but we'll also tell you how we feel about one of your policies at your school. So... You know, I, I hope it's not ugly. It doesn't need to be ugly, but I hope it is proud. I hope it's loud and proud at uh, UMass for this game. And this, they, I will say this was, I think it was Northwestern, either field hockey or lacrosse that did this first with Liberty. So there is precedent for it, but ah. I, 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 I applaud UMass for, for going there and, and notching uh, one of its rare victories in, in, in anything related to football. Okay. It's it yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It is. Uh I I cackled. Um and you know, it didn't uh didn't this kind of something similar happen last week with uh Bobby Petrino came into Arkansas during uh in Arkansas so it was family night or family <laughs> fam, they called that that game against Missouri State the family night game or something. Bring your kids. Uh so Petrino come Petrino coming to town. Bring your kids. <laughs> oh, so that was great. Uh, no, these things are these things are awesome. Uh, I uh, I I fully endorse uh, fully endorse this uh, this UMass thing. I suppose Liberty can come back with like Bible Day next year. Yeah, there you UMass. go. Yeah. You know they can. I I I I don't love this. I gotta admit, I you don't, don't love it. I no. I think if you're that like like if. Just if you're really that into it, don't play them. Yeah. Like, don't be in business with Liberty. Okay. I, 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 can, I can understand that. If you're going to invite someone to your campus just so you can scorn them, <laughs> I feel like Bobby Petrino's one thing. It's like a grown man we paid gazillion dollars to and he screwed us over. But, like, 
And and it's not an effective. It's just going to be. I don't know. Yeah. Liberty will love this. Yeah. Like right. it doesn't. It doesn't like win any argument. It's not even trying to win an argument. I suppose. No. I don't know if there is an argument to have with Liberty on this, but anyway, I don't love it, but I got to say it was funny in the moment, but I would not do it, but I suppose there are bigger, uh, bigger tragedies out there than Liberty having to get gay pride day everywhere they go or, or certain places. And the trucker hat is pretty sweet looking. It's nice. Okay. I, I never thought of getting a UMass hat before, but that things I might buy two tickets just to get the free hat. <laughs> Free merch. It's a, I appreciate it's a, UMass appealing to its gay fans. They don't have any fans. <laughs> any like, fans they can get. You kidding me? <laughs> now they have yeah, some gay fans, maybe. They were in no position. <laughs> What's that? So maybe now they have some gay fans after this. I now mean, they do. Yeah. Now yeah. they do. The, I don't the know. attempt to grow yeah. the fan base. Diversify it as well. You got, you got to try everything. We're in no position to discriminate against any fans. No. Everyone welcome. Everyone welcome. All right, Ross, I thought you had a uh, a fine little bit uh, this week on uh, SI.com. Uh, why wait for the 12-team playoff, right? Because uh, this everyone's kind of fired up right now about the season. What would the 12-team playoff look like right now? Uh, I will lay out your bracket, which, uh, and then I'll, uh, I'll let you defend yourself because Michigan fans are going to scream <laughs> at you through yes. their podcast the way they did on yes. everything else. Uh, number one, Georgia. Uh, would play the winner of Arkansas at Oklahoma State, a bedlam, a game, I'm sorry, not bedlam, a game in Stillwater between two local rivals. Because <laughs> there's that little road between Fayetteville and mm. Oklahoma City. I mean, uh, Stillwater. I'm not all my geography off here. Uh, this would be ma- unbelievable to play in Stillwater. They might make so much money they can actually afford an extra foot of sideline space. They can move that wall. <laughs> Or afford another hotel. Like, you know, <laughs> not a lot of sleeping options in Stillwater. So if the game's going to be so heated, someone's just going to smash into that wall again. Yeah. Number five, Penn State would host App State. Winner playing Clemson. Number seven, Oklahoma would host Kentucky. What a weekend in Oklahoma. Two playoff games. Yeah. yeah. That would Winner be some better. Ohio State in a boring non, you know, a boring neutral antiseptic place because college football has no soul. Number 11, NC State at number six, Alabama. That's right. Get angry. <laughs> Credible. So your home environments the first weekend would be Stillwater, State College, Norman, and Tuscaloosa. Sign me up. Uh, winner of Bama, NC State gets USC. And then, yeah, we go to the neutral sites. Obviously, well, you can explain yourself. The top four have to be conference champions. That's why Alabama got knocked down. Right, right. So, And Michigan may be ranked fifth, but you've played nobody. You've played a burning heap of garbage. <laughs> so I think deal with it might it. be the Deep only. Penn State in a couple weeks. Yeah, it might be the um I, Pat might know better than me because I know he poured over a lot of the schedules during the offseason, but I don't know that has any Power Five not played a Power Five outside of Michigan. I I don't – that's a, that that's hard to believe three through three weeks. UCLA so. hasn't because their game uh, with Michigan got canceled uh, by Michigan. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, there's, okay. I think there's been a couple of – like Oklahoma State, I don't think oh, – No, they play yet. Arizona State. Uh, Oh, you're right. Remember? You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah. only a handful. But anyway, so okay, so yeah. first 
first things first to understand about this bracket because when I when I tweeted, oh wait, Fayetteville's hosting the game. I got it wrong. That's right because they're the eight seed, but um, it's okay. You know that lobster thing threw me off. <laughs> I haven't been the same. You place. haven't, yeah. You haven't right? recovered. You need to regroup. You haven't Put recovered down for a minute. You need to Nobody refers to a lobster as a, a seven ounce. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't made it. I'm done. Go I'm lie, rattled. I'm so go lie down like for a minute. Pruitt at, I'm like clock management with Jeremy Pruitt here. I'm just everything wrong is happening. I, I think there's two things that uh, people need to understand when they look at this because we're going to do this every week. Um, is you know we're follow, following by the model that was adopted, which is six automatic qualifiers that are given to the six highest ranked conference champions, and then six at larges, which are given to the next highest ranked teams. And uh, only, like you mentioned, Dan, only the the four highest ranked conference champions uh, get a buy. So only the the conference champions get a buy. We didn't exactly use the polls. We used the polls in conjunction with kind of our own selection committee, just me. Our, I'm the selection committee, and I poured over yeah, kind of resumes. It's your column, baby. And we, that's right, and we, we kind of used more. We took the polls, we took the results, but really we put an onus on who you played, how you looked when you in the result, but who you played was was really big. Um, and, and so, I like how you're referring to yourself as a plural. Yeah, that's right. We. That's right. Yes. We. It's, I did it. We. But, uh, we yes, the royal we. Sounds much more Irene. effective. Yeah. Uh, Does, <laughs> hey, watch your pronouns if Liberty's getting in this thing. <laughs> so uh, so we, so we there there are three things, and I did this last year too, actually. Like halfway through the season, I started to do this. And some things became evident that there are three, like, very, like the most, three most important decisions for the selection committee in this new model, this expanded playoff are going to be the fourth best conference champion in the fifth best conference champion. There might be really small amount of difference there between the two and one of them is going to get a buy and one of them's not. And, and so that yeah. that's like a big decision factor there. The second big decision is eight, nine seed. Um, Cause the eight seed is going to get a home field, for the first round in the nine seed is not in, and there could be very, I mean, look, we have Arkansas and Oklahoma state. Like that was a toss up, whatever. I mean, we're through three weeks. So we'll have a better idea at the end of the season, but right now there's like no margin, hardly separating the eight and nine seed. And then the last thing is the final at large team. And after I published this, going back and rethinking it, I kind of screwed up on the last at large team. Uh, I got 11 seed NC state, as the last at large team seed in. And I really kind of regret that I should have put Washington in. I think their resume mm, yeah. is better. I I, I think yeah. that that Washington should have been in instead of NC State, probably. Um, and then the 12 seed, of course, is App State. And we deemed that App State was the best group of five team, but that was also a toss-up too. We thought about putting Tulane in there. So um it's fun to do these things. Uh, right now, the margin between these teams, because we're just three weeks in, are just so small. But it's it's really fun, and you could see how it lays out there, like how cool this is going to be and why we we should have done this years ago. I mean, an Arkansas home game playoff. Fantastic. That's, just, that's In Tuscaloosa. Well, I guess the team yeah. actually, I mean, you know, the, it's it's happenstance, but it's cool that uh, the, the opposing team would be able to get their fans there easily as well. Yeah, right. Absolutely incredible setup. Yeah, and again, I think once they see those first games on campus and then we move to the second round, then it's 
And it's, yeah. I mean, look, let's say, let's say it's Oklahoma, Ohio state, and you're playing it in the, in Miami, right? Ohio state fans sitting there saying, just paid for the big 10 championship game. Yep. I got this one. I got a semi. I got it. I'm not going. Yeah. Right. That's a real, right. I can't go to all these games. That's a real concern. Yeah. And they're going to, and, and, and that's if, Ohio if they state let recruits which, on campus for those home weekends. Yeah. Forget it. Right. Ohio state's going to be like, Oh, I want my home weekend next weekend. Sure. And, but, like that—that's Ohio State, which has the biggest fan base in the country. There, there's going to be schools. What you know, if 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 an Oklahoma State gets a top four seed and is you know going bowl, bowl, bowl. No, those fans they ain't going. Or USC that might be yeah. distant all three. Yeah. You can't drive to any of them other than you know uh, Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that that's a real. And I think what we're gonna. I had I had one commissioner actually tell me that he believes in the next iteration of the playoff. So, you know, probably in eight years, 10 years, 12 years that he believes that the second round games will, will be at home, but uh, they're uh, hanging honest. on to the bowls for one more iteration, Dan, they're hanging on one more iteration. Yeah. I can't believe uh, we're already, you know what? Yeah. They're already planning to change let, the next iteration yeah. before the next iterations here. <laughs> yeah. They're all like, well, we should do this, but, but we're, um, not, going we're not going to, that's all right. I will not let perfect be the enemy of, progress right this is great this is great be very very exciting it's gonna be rocket fuel for this entire but sport for for michigan fans no you don't deserve to be in the top 12 yet you ain't played nobody the they have i looked up Sagarin. their their strength of schedule is 196th in the country the only <laughs> power five team that is worse is minnesota at 216 now that'll oh. change this weekend, right? They host Maryland. Yeah, they play Maryland, Maryland, who's okay, so, right? Yeah, you know? I mean it's nothing huge, so, but uh, they're in the gauntlet yeah. of the Big Ten East. <laughs> everyone's got everyone's undefeated except uh, Michigan State. Michigan yeah. State, yeah, yeah, yeah. The gauntlet. Yeah, probably doesn't matter. I don't know. Whatever people take it. All right, we have uh, an update on the chess drama story. <laughs> mm. Okay, if you remember last week, cover your children's ears, although we already talked about, like, hookers and, the, you know, whatever. <laughs> the ongoing anal bead saga. Uh, so if if you recall, there is a guy named Magnus Carlson. He is, like, the he's the world champ of chess, and he accused this American kid, Hans Niemann, of, uh, or, or people are accusing Hans Niemann, I think Carlson's in on it, of inserting beads in a place that I I would think you don't want that, but I, I don't know. Live your life. Not here to judge. You pass no I mean, judgment. If you're gonna, if There's you're no gonna, Liberty way here. If you're going to sit in front of a chessboard for a long time, I wouldn't think that would be the most comfortable thing, but whatever. I don't know. You know. Right. But Hey, whatever floats the boat. The problem was <laughs> you got to light that candle somehow. Golly. <laughs> I need to. Anyway. Dry, I need to. I need to. I need to put some bourbon in my coffee, man. Oh man. Um, this would be the. This would be like the the nightmare for Liberty if this guy Hans Neiman was like a proud alum, <laughs> but then was using this tactic. What do we do? What do we do on this? Anyway, supposedly he had, and they could remote control and send like buzzing. And it gets, it's graphic. It's graphic. And uh, somebody was watching the game and then using artificial intelligence to make the perfect move. And so all of a sudden this guy's like killing it in chess. So we've become fascinated, of course, because we're morons. (laughs) And uh, they had a rematch. Hans Niemann, the bead 
the electric bead guy, <laughs> and Magnus Carlson, the world champ, at a rematch. And this is some great stuff. <laughs> Neiman makes a move. Carlson makes a move. Neiman makes a move. It's like it's like uh, you know horse. You know G sick. I don't know what the hell. horse. And uh, <laughs> that's a knight, man. That's a knight. Not a knight. Horse. Yeah, the horsey. No, the, the knight. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> like I said, I wrote a chess movie. It's terrible. Yeah. Did you really? Uh, you really did. Clearly, it stuck with you. Yeah, I know. Life of a king. Life of a king. We had Cuba Gooden Jr. as our as our star and everything. He knew no more chess than we did. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Carlson then resigns. He has just one move, and he just basically resigns. Turns off his little program and goes away. Yeah. No comments yet. He apparently either believes this was either a protest or he thought that Neiman's moves were uh, somehow illegal. I don't know. But a a, a uh, the Chess Champions Tour press release called it a shocking <laughs> move, a wave of shock, <laughs> seemingly in protest at alleged cheating. This is great. I'm now on the chess mailing list. Just in the mailing list. It's awesome. So is this a great move? Should or should Carlson try to beat him anyway? Or just say, hey, I'm out of here. This guy's a cheat. Uh, I, I I don't I, I don't know. I mean, I think if you feel like you're being cheated, maybe you need to make this sort of protest about it. And then I guess we have a cavity search. I, I don't know how this <laughs> thing resolves itself. But uh, uh, <laughs> the the best turn thing, and cough, squat and cough, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, like this, yeah, right. it's like city lockup, man. <laughs> the best thing was the live, you know, video, like play-by-play analysis of this. Uh, the, the video was awesome where like some guys, you know, kind of droning on and on about the whole controversy. And all of a sudden the woman just cuts him off. Stop. We have breaking news. Magnus Carlson has resigned. And it's like, yeah, the, and then side, just the like, sideboard, re- the sideboard reporter yeah, was just yes, a, yeah, a gap. Yes. And then everybody's <laughs> like, whoa, oh my gosh, this is incredible. It was a high drama at the old chess board there. But the yeah. Champions Chess Tour, the Aaron Andrews of the Champions Chess Tour, which <laughs> could not speak fast enough. If this is awesome. This is this is awesome. Yeah. If it gets us to the to the quote unquote bottom of the story, you know, like what what what's actually going on? I'm in favor of the resignation. The funniest part is we discussed this on the last pod, and then Pat immediately somehow got put on the mailing list for <laughs> updates. That's great. <laughs> Fantastic. They say they found you. Like, yeah. Started sending. Somebody yeah. in the chess world's listening. Anyway, we uh, we are going to stay on top of this, although, you know, we're going to platonic. We're going to keep watching it. Yes. Yeah. We're going we're, we're gonna to watch the video. I'm not getting too. Yeah. Yeah. Did he cheat with the uh, the beads? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But certainly that I mean, that's a badass move. <laughs> Wait a bad minute. At, that's a bad term there. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. Oh, man. Oh, Pod's in trouble. Pod's in trouble. Here. Yeah, we need to sign off. <laughs> We're, off the- We're out. This, well, we, oh, got we got one more court. story we oh, got to get to before we sign off. Oh, no. There's got a people's court, this. All rise. The Honorable Judge Wenzel, Judge Forty, and Judge Dellinger presiding. This is the people's court. Yeah, okay. Uh, this was the most sent to us story uh, of the week. Uh, it involves uh, 
uh, a man named Doug Ramsey, 53 of Fayetteville, who for some reason uh, is referred to in every media account here as the Beyond Meat COO. <laughs> like, He's I the guess COO, Chief Operating Officer of Beyond Meat. There's no <laughs> don't explanation know why this is, of that. Though. Why is that even news? Yeah, like, who cares? It's not like you're like, oh, the CEO of Amazon or something. Like, I guess Beyond Meat as a chief operating. Like, this is not famous. No. I guess a little bit. Anyway, uh, he Doug Ramsey of Fayetteville is, uh, as you might expect, an uh, Arkansas fan, Woo Pig. And uh, even though uh, it's kind of funny because he's making fake meat. <laughs> but uh, he was uh, trying to leave the parking garage after the game in Fayetteville on Saturday night. Family and, night, um, by the way. Family yeah. night. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, there was, uh, the police were called near gate 15 of this parking garage and the responding officer found two males with bloody faces at the scene. <laughs> so what happened was Ramsey, uh, this is according to uh, NWA homepage, uh, KNWA Fox 24. They they were on this, uh, as, you, as you'd expect. Uh, Ramsey was allegedly in the traffic lane of the structure attempting to leave when a Subaru, quote, inched his way, unquote, in front of Ramsey's Bronco, making contact with the front passenger side tire. Ramsey was not pleased. Uh, allegedly, he gets out of his vehicle and allegedly, quote, punched through the back windshield of the Subaru. Yeah. Yo. Good God, <laughs> Cobra Kai. That's not easy. Seems no, like self no, it's not. Also. Yeah. Yeah. Right? right. The owner of the Subaru got out, should not have. No. Uh, no. He stated that Ramsey then, quote, pulled him in close and started punching his body. Ramsey also, quote, bit the owner's nose, ripping the flesh off the tip of the nose. Ramsey also threatened to kill the owner of the Subaru. He was arrested for uh, charges of terroristic threatening and third-degree battery. Insane. Modern-day <laughs> Hannibal Lecter. I mean, there's road <laughs> rage and there's spaces. parking garage yeah. rage. Yeah, a guy that's the, the COO of a plant-based uh, meat alternative company, you know, goes for human flesh, apparently. Oh, yeah. Goes cannibal, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Justice uh, Forty, what is your ruling on this? <sighs> this is very simple. Did, was it the Subaru's turn? Okay, that's where this whole thing, this all boils down yeah. to that. So, like, we've all been in parking garages after yeah. games or other events. It's a cluster bomb trying to get out of there. There are certain rules of civility and engagement, though. You go into, <laughs> you know, if you let one person in coming from another direction, then you go. Yeah. If it was the Subaru's turn, then Hannibal Lecter is at fault. <laughs> If it was not the Subaru's turn, <laughs> then Hannibal Lecter had a right to bite his nose off. Yes. Really? Punch Simple. his back window out and bite his nose off. Yes. <laughs> Whose turn was it? You know what? Parking parking garage justice can be vicious sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's All where right. I stand. Wow. Justice Ooh, 40. Maybe we don't need home playoff games. If this is what's happening <laughs> yeah, this family right. night against an FCS opponent, I don't know if Arkansas can handle hosting. Hey, my mock playoff. Not. Oklahoma State was coming to town to Fayetteville. Look out yeah. for your noses, Oklahoma State fans. God. <laughs> if you see Lord. Doug Ramsey or whatever, what's the guy's name? Not Doug Ramsey. Yeah, Doug Ramsey. All right. Uh, Justice uh, Dodger. Uh, 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 no, there's no uh, – I don't think there's ever any uh, – 
any excuse to bite off somebody's nose or bite off a part of their nose. I, I, uh, I have to say, uh, no, uh, Mr. Meat guy or no meat guy or whatever needs to be like sitting in jail for a while. You know, that's my ruling. I, yeah. I, so look, if you want to punch out a guy's back windshield, you're dumb enough to try that. You're probably breaking your hand, Yeah. but Hey, have at it. Uh, you want body blows? Fine. Everyone knows I'm a big UFC fan. <laughs> there are not a lot of things that are illegal in the UFC, but biting yeah. noses is one of them. <laughs> if it's not allowed in the octagon, if Dana freaking White sits there and says, "Hey, now that's that's, that's too much," over the line. <laughs> that's a that's a step too far. If you've offended the sensibilities of Dana White, mm-hmm. no. You are outside the realms of polite society. You want to punch out a dude in the back windshield because he bumped your tire and tried to cut you off in the parking garage. I think Justice 40, I concur. It all comes down to the, it's your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn. Yeah. Anybody, I mean, it, nothing makes you more irate than someone tries to cut the, my, my, your turn, my exactly. turn. Exactly. Right? It's a well-established protocol. Come on. Follow the protocol. I mean, this is how society's got to work. It, 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 we are a lawless society if you can't do your turn, my turn in the parking garage. We've lost everything. Well, someone lost his nose. <laughs> took his nose. And just barbaric. I'm not getting any beyond meat after this. No, no. I, I'm not feeling compelled to. No. All right. All right. Well, we'll see how we'll, we'll stay on top of this ongoing saga. That's Uh, That we end the show. Uh, We'll be back later in the week with Race for the Case. We'll pick the games for this weekend, talk a lot of football, Uh, maybe have some more fun too. Talk to you later.